Thanks for joining us at Great Hearts Table. If you like what we're doing here, do tell others to join us. And if you're able to drop some coins in the tip jar to help offset my expenses, that would be kindly received, but it's not expected. We're just glad to have you around. There have always been pastors with broad impact and what we might now call significant platforms. To learn from those gifted and in places of prominence is the way things are supposed to be, but to acquiesce automatically to what they say is more akin to what I call groupy spirit, and it kind of stinks. So let's think about it. Oh, my favorite people are broken. Believe me, I When Jesse became a pastor in my presbytery, he brought a refreshingly unpredictable nature with him. In speaking to one issue, he would stake out a position that seemed to align with a certain theological or ecclesiastical perspective, and on the next issue, he would seem to be aligned elsewhere. His thoughtful independence was rare and refreshing. In a day in which the impulse to label people as conservative or progressive or less charitably as racist or homophobic or any of dozens of other categories runs rampant, Jesse defies categorization, apart from a clear preference for Sonny's Barbecue. He stands out to me as one of a valuable tribe, those who resist the temptation to become groupies. Groupies in pop culture, of course, are the devoted fans of a band or possibly a singer. Uh, Groupies follow the band from concert to concert, adopt the lifestyle preferences of the band, and defend the band against critique. Christian culture has certainly developed its own variety of groupie. When a particular matter was being vigorously debated a number of years ago on the floor of my denomination's General Assembly, well-known author R.C. Sproul rose to address the matter. His convictions were sincere and his arguments were relevant. His words shifted the direction of the debate. I couldn't help but wonder, though, if whether this was because his arguments had changed minds or whether since his position was now clear, hundreds of others knew the position they were supposed to embrace. Like iron particles aligning themselves in the presence of a magnetic field, this is groupy spirit, and it is so, so tempting. We pastors are faced with more shibboleths than we can deflect. Voting for a Democrat or a Republican gets you welcomed by some and excommunicated by others. To be anti-abortion and opposed to the death penalty makes people suspect you of instability. The issues thrust before us today are complex and come with great speed. On Tuesday, we hear about something called critical race theory, and by Thursday, we're expected to have a nuanced opinion on it. We go to sleep on Friday thinking of ourselves as mere persons and wake up on Saturday with someone asking what our Enneagram number is. One week, we are simply pastors, and the next, we need to be experts on epidemiology. And on it goes. A Jesse will think through the issues, listen to many voices, and if need be, say, I don't know. Many of us lack the opportunity and sometimes the courage to follow that example. The pressure to have a position can be intense, and gifted leaders can help us make a judgment. 
The insight of someone like a John Piper can help us sort through the relevant questions. This is the way things are supposed to be, but to assume or reject a position just because it is Piper's is not. When we find that we are accepting what Al, Beth, or Tim says just because they are the ones saying it, we've fallen for groupie spirit. It was a reality known to and repudiated by the Apostle Paul. Concerning the church in Corinth, he noted, For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. That smells like groupie spirit. Uh, Groupie spirit is frequently the easiest path. We often not only lack the expertise to form a well-reasoned position, we also lack the time and interest. The struggle to frame Sunday's sermon on Ecclesiastes in a way that brings encouragement to the congregation is, to many pastors, far more pressing than weighing in on remote denominational battles. We may have little time or mental space to wade into the cultural battle over gender because we just spent hours with a college student assuring her that God still loves her. While we appreciate the importance of the broader issues, doing the seemingly mundane work of a pastor is what engages our hearts. So it's understandable that pastors, when expected to step out of the trenches to speak to a cultural or denominational issue, default to being groupies. Any one of you might, on occasion, wave the prophetic finger at me, saying, Nathan-like, thou art the man, and you'd be right. But I'd rather be a Jesse than a groupie. Sometimes the wisest path for us is to have the courage to simply say, I really don't know. So maybe I am, ironically, a Jesse groupie of sorts. His band of those who are slow to form an opinion or willing to take independent and unpopular stands is one that could surely use more fans. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. I hope you will email me with comments and questions so that I can better know you. And I hope you'll subscribe and encourage others to do so. Thanks for joining us at Great Hearts Table. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left to loneliness, there's a place to find forgiveness.